Hello guys, happy new year. We hope you had a very good festive period. Welcome back to Loop Before You Leap. And today it's season two, episode five, the first of 2021. It's actually the first podcast we've recorded at all in 2021, uh, which kind of is obvious because it is still the first day. Uh, okay, Bruce, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to be talking about Cyberpunk. We've got a lot to discuss about it. We're also going to be talking about the PS5 and the Xbox S. We've got the Resident Evil movie on the cards. And finally, we'll be talking about Warzone once again. Oh, once again, because you all thought it was dead and gone, but it's not. It's making a comeback. So we'll go on about that later on. But the first thing we have to talk about is one of the biggest things in the news right now in the gaming world. It doesn't matter if you've played it, if you haven't played it, if you don't want to play it, you probably know what we're talking about. So Cyberpunk was it was the forefront of everyone's minds probably for years it was one of the most anticipated launches in gaming history the game had one of the longest development windows in gaming history coming in at something like eight years and it had one of the biggest teams behind it as well we spoke about it plenty of times before i was excited to get it bruce how did the launch go well, I didn't get it because I had fears about what would happen if I did pre-order it, and those fears have come to light. It has had one of the worst releases I've personally ever seen. Now, Grant, you did get it, so now we're going to have Grant's five-minute review of Cyberpunk. Just Go. Don't make me, don't make me remember. Okay, I'm not going to give it a five-minute review because let's be honest, I've probably played just about that much. Um, so, no, let's be fair. I put like you know, a good 15, 20 hours into Cyberpunk, but I had to stop. I had to just completely stop playing because there's there's only so much you can take, right? Um, so the, the story behind it is it's not just a bad game. It's legitimately deceptive to the point where the investors who drove the product forward, who gave CD Projekt Red the money to build this game, they were deceived, they were lied to, and now they're suing CD Projekt Red because... The big story is that they, yeah, they lied. They lied to the whole world and they came out and they apologized and they stated that, yes, they were wrong because they never actually showed Cyberpunk running on original PS4 and Xbox One, which makes up a huge market for them. There's still millions of people that are trying to play this game on those consoles. And guess what? They can't because there's so many system crashes. There's an incredible amount of bugs there's glitches there's performance issues there's everything it's littered with these things it's almost impossible to play it and they've released a couple of hot fixes but it's not really changing the situation isn't changing very much so bruce what did cd project red do and what have sony been doing and xbox been doing and steam and everyone been doing in the last couple of weeks to people who have bought this game uh well i mean <sighs> From what I've heard, and again, like I said, I'm, I've been trying to stay clear of Cyberpunk because of just the bad amount of bad backlash it's had. A lot of people have been denied refunds, I know that much, but a lot of them have been given refunds. So Steam, I know you can get refunds, but a lot of places are saying, well, no, you've brought it, that, you know, you can't get a refund. Yeah, it's a very good point. Like, there are there are... See, this is where it gets really, and it's almost another topic to discuss because digital gaming is becoming a much bigger thing. Everyone knows that. Look at the um, the PlayStation and the Xbox coming out with digital-only versions, right? So they want people to play digital games, but they have no, little to no refund policies for 
digital versions. Like you said, Steam is fine. When they introduced their refund policy a couple of years ago, it was flawless. You know, you just, you, you click a couple of buttons, you explain what's wrong with the issue, and nine times out of ten, you get the refund. Simple as that. Provided you haven't played more than two hours of the game, but in some circumstances, they'll even overlook that, right? Am I right in saying that? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, I've never had an issue with the refund policy. I've, uh, to be fair, I've only refunded like five games in my whole thing, so... You know, each time it's been literally five minutes, okay, the refund will be processed. Do you know what? Do you, you, you probably know this. Do you know what the fastest refund I ever got was on Steam? Like, between purchase and refund? Like, a couple of hours? No. Well, be, well like a day. You, know? you remember You remember Among Us? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I purchased Among Us, and I couldn't get into a lobby, and three minutes later I refunded the game because I just couldn't be bothered with it. Don't you remember? Well, yeah, I remember that. But you've got to remember, you've got to take into account the the time for the process to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, to be honest, they probably didn't even have my money before they gave it back to me. They were just like, nah, we'll just we'll cancel the whole transaction. Just get rid of it. They'd never seen such a quick refund. But anyway, yeah, Bruce, you make a very good point. So a lot of people are saying that they're being told they can't get a refund. A lot of pe- A lot of places are bending their own rules to give refunds because fair enough, it's not the player's fault. They, they were lied to, you know, there's people on PC, on, uh, on PC that are having a great time, you know, because this game was built for PC. Let's, let's not beat around the bush. It's, it's a PC game. Mm. Um, PlayStation 5, it runs pretty well. And I think on Xbox Series X, it does as well. Series S, still some problems because it's a weaker console. So I think overall, what was essentially one of the most exciting and most anticipated games I think ever, because I can't remember a game that had so much hype behind it. I think it's just absolutely hilarious that it flopped as big as a game can flop, right? Tell me, has there been a game with this much hype behind it that you remember ever coming out? Um, I don't, not that I can put my finger on, you know, if I really rack my brain, I probably could come up with something, but I really cannot think of anything. Me neither. Like, there's certain games in certain niches, like, people got really excited about, um... Shenmue 3 or people get excited about Final Fantasy 7 being remade but that's niche fans whereas Cyberpunk there were people who were this was their first time they'd ever played a game there were people who they'd been following this eight years going you know and it wasn't just a like a generic niche market although it still had record sales it had massive massive sales the vast majority of them were returned and refunded so I think all in all a very disappointing experience uh very bad on we we grew to love cd project red because of you know the stuff they delivered with the witcher and such incredible franchise and they've really 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 broken their image following on from all the crunch stuff and the staff falling ill the game they put out isn't even finished so they're gonna need to really really dig themselves out of this hole very quick i think but that's enough of cd project red and cyberpunk before we move on what i will <laughs> say, oh, okay there we go what i will say do you think it's going to be a case of No Man's Sky all over again? What, they kind of go quiet for a year, then come back and go, hey, we fixed everything. Yeah. Maybe, because they've released a couple of hot fixes and that's kind of it. They haven't really done much else. So maybe but, there'll be like a Cyberpunk 2.0. Yeah. A massive, yeah, a huge, a massive, crazy bit, like 100 gig patch. <laughs> but the other thing is, are, are the players not to blame as well for like getting so angry and sending death threats for them to release it? Yeah, you can say they made their bed. You you told them to get it out quickly. You told them you couldn't wait. You couldn't have any more pushes. So, you know, you take what you're given. 
the last thing I'll bring up is something I heard, and don't 100% quote me on this, it's something I heard. Apparently they had to by law release it as well due to EU regulations. Yeah, that's a very good point. Very, very good point. Yeah, there was something to do with how there's a certain duration in which they have to, if they're taking a pre-order on a product and they push it back, they can only delay it to such a certain extent that yeah you make a very good point so yeah according to the law they had to release it so there we go i forgot completely forgot about that but bruce you've taken center stage and you've solved it it's the law <laughs> it's the law <laughs> there's nothing they can do about it so there we go okay cool so we're moving on this is going to be a very quick one because it's mostly just an observation but it is in the news and people are talking about it bruce what's the next topic oh well where do we begin with this? It's the PS5 and the Xbox Series S being so massively sold out that the restock isn't expected for months. Well, it's the the Series X and the Series S. It's everything. They're all gone. The PS5 digital and disc, everything, all gone. And I think I read somewhere that there's no... The expectation for, like, a comfortable stock level, so, you know, where you can just walk into a store and go hey give me a ps5 and they'll be like no problem i've seen april i've seen uh, four months until stock levels are at a point where people are okay with them which is crazy but i'll be really surprised not really i mean there's 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 too many factors in this i mean let's look at the year just gone it was completely the whole year was just a write-off was it not so (laughs) you know could it have been that that's that you know that's probably the main cause that they couldn't have made enough in time for the release date because of everything going on um scalpers are another issue of course they have been a big issue they still are a big issue uh and that's another reason that a lot of these restocks aren't going to be happening yeah and it's a good point because when they do come in you're just going to get another wave of scalpers so it's a constant battle that's why some some retailers they tried to put like (laughs) anti-scalp you know measures in place like shoulders (laughs) yeah they put head and shoulders measures in place like uh pc world in in the united kingdom where they uh they priced the console at something like two and a half thousand pounds just so the bots that were trawling the internet wouldn't buy it you know there's gonna have to be a bit more of that going around i think because otherwise people are just gonna because there's these script these people they build these scripts don't they and they trawl the internet looking for it in stock and as soon as it is it's an auto purchase thing and there's some guy somewhere that has like a hundred ps5 sitting in his house and he's selling them for a thousand dollars a go and and people are buying it because they're so desperate to get it and again i think i think there's another like bit of weird to blame on that because we're giving them that power because we're the ones that are going to buy it for such an inflated price. You're giving them the ammunition. Yeah, as long as they sell them. I mean, it is economy. It is it's economics at its finest. It's supply and demand. If people keep buying it, they're going to keep selling them at that price. It's simple. But people won't stop buying it because they'll just. Why should they? You'll get the party that turns around and says, "Who cares? I can afford it. It's no skin off my nose." And then you'll get the party that's like. I just have to have it. I can not go without it. So they're going to pay anything anyway. You don't get... I mean, people like me, I'll I'll sit back for months. I'll wait for the restocks. I don't really care. But I can see, you know, it's different different perspective, different circles. You know, there are those where their kids just have to have it for Christmas. So they'll, they'll, they'll move the earth to get one. Or it's, I sold everything. I have nothing left to play on. I have to have a PS5. Otherwise, I just don't play games. Again, it's a little less of a driving force behind it, but I can see why you'd want to have one. I'm not going to sell my PS4, miss out on a PS5, and then go out and buy a PS4 again. It's just completely pointless. So I get the urgency. I get why people want them. But yeah, scalpers have been a problem since... 
since things have been sold i think scalpers have been a problem but it's never been it's never been to this extent that's my issue and it's even prompted some changes hasn't it even politicians are starting to get behind it on this occasion yeah yeah in now, some places it's just straight up illegal mm, in in the time that you were just having your little bit there i looked up on my marketplace and the first thing to come up and i scrolled down there was 23 ps5s and xbox all for about 1500 and it's it's unreal it's gonna it's gonna be that way until they're in stock to such a majority that they're commonplace and readily available and i can see that being the middle of the year oh quite, quite easily We've never seen a launch like it in history, and it just goes to show how much how much popularity, the exponentially increasing popularity in gaming. They say there's something like two and a half billion gamers worldwide now, and it's more popular now than it ever has been, and it's getting more popular. You look at the figures behind, look at, okay, so in January of 2020, right, and this is off the top of my head, because I look at this stuff. In January of 2020, Twitch had four million active streaming accounts, right? By November of 2020, they had 8 million active streamer accounts. If you look at the numbers on on footfall on video games like Warzone, Modern Warfare, we're going to talk about that. You know, the numbers from the start of the year when it when it came out to the height of lockdown in the middle of the year, it was like 20 times more people were playing and the sales figures went through the roof. Look at the sales numbers of like The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima and and oh my god i can't even remember half the games that have come out this year but the numbers are massive bigger than ever and getting bigger so unless i mean look at the the nvidia cards that all came out the 30 series all sold out all completely gone gaming is becoming such a big thing that if the manufacturers don't accommodate for this kind of rush then they're always going to be playing catch-up always and it's it, the prices are always going to reflect that the availability is going to reflect that and it just leads to more we've said it before right bruce toxicity you get all these because that's what oh, scalping joy. is it's, to it's toxic it's very toxic because it's a battle it is a vicious battle to get that last ps5 it's he he's got it and i don't i hate him you know that's what it is so manufacturing needs to get on top of this i reckon they need to stack them up sony you need to stack them up stop don't put any out don't send them to the retailers stack them up to the point you have millions and then send them out and See, you'll I'll, have i'll agree with that even if you end up with overstocks, that's better than having another exhaustion and another exhaustion because it's going to happen. You've got billions of gamers out there and they all want them. So, yeah. So we'll, we'll, slip, we'll put that one to bed and move on to something I'm actually a little bit excited about. What's the next one, Bruce? Well, Resident Evil. I'm a fan of it. You're a fan of it. I like the movies. A lot of people didn't like the movies. I like the CGI movies. A lot of people didn't like them. But, but, Resident Evil movie has rebooted and it has wrapped production it has wrapped production but let me ask you this bruce did you even hear about this before you heard that it wrapped production no neither did i and why is that i ask because resident evil is arguably one of the biggest game franchises of all time right its history goes back more than 20 years how have we not heard about this i mean it's it's a good question of why we've not heard of it and normally it's because it's kept hush hush or it's because it sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it could be because it sucks. But I, I, I stay optimistic. I mean, I'd like to stay optimistic too. But there's a, there's a few things surrounding this game. Game? Sorry, film. It's one and the same. But, um, there's a couple of things that come out of it that kind of... No, they don't worry me because you shouldn't be worried about things like that until you actually see them. I'm not one of those that says I'm not going to see it because it's got such and such actor in it. I'm not like that at all. Mm. You know, I mean... 
well, I said that with The Witcher. I still haven't watched The Witcher TV show because I don't think Henry Cavill's a good Witcher. But um, but he represents gamers. He got a thirty ninety. You know that? Oh, who? He managed. He managed to get his hands on a thirty ninety. Henry Cavill. I yeah, suppose I that's expect, what happens. I with expect Superman. those celebrity types get probably first dibs on a lot of things. Yeah, he had like a video. He was like streaming or something. Him putting it into his PC, and I was. Everyone's just like, Ugh. you know, his PC is probably like an i nine with like one hundred twenty eight gig RAM, and yeah. Well, anyway, it's so anyway. cutting edge. He can only play things that don't exist yet. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's already completed Fallout Five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so there's. Let's not judge it for the people that make it, but the developer developer it's not a game the director and the writer of this film i've no offense to him i've never heard of him it's a guy called johan robert who's ever heard of that that guy not me um but he's he's got some good vision so he he wants this film to be freaky and scary and creepy and it's based around the origin story of resident evil 1 and 2 so it's not going to be alice and her troop of super soldiers fighting against all manner of mutated beastie and whatever and you know and and doing backflips and clones and all that stuff you saw the original films didn't you bruce yeah I, i'm not gonna lie i quite like them but a lot of people didn't i like them i loved them up until it started to get really ridiculous kind of like around afterlife and then retribution and then the final chapter and these these end films they just got a little bit silly i think towards the end but they always do they always do you know they've got to keep it fresh haven't they but the very very last one I mean, you've seen the final chapter, right? I've seen parts of it. I have. Do you know? Right, I'm going to admit something here. I haven't watched it fully because, and I I, no, I don't normally do it, but because of all the reviews it got, it kind of steered me off it. I've got it sitting there. It's ready to be played, but because of all the bad <laughs> reviews it got, I just can't bring myself to finish it. So we we took like a we had like a week away in Edinburgh, and we were just literally just walking past a, a cinema and a shopping center and we saw it was on and we were like oh okay cool i didn't really know that was on we'll watch it and it really wasn't okay so as an action flick yeah they're great as a zombie flick not so much um but what they did in the story for the final chapter basically made every film before it completely pointless like worthless like they just completely they like we know you know we were talking about retconning they retcon the entire franchise basically in like one scene um and it kind of just collapsed and even at the end of the final chapter it was still a cliffhanger and three years later they haven't made a new one so i guess that is truly the end of it the final chapter but this one is a complete reboot they've gone back to the start they're talking about you know the spencer mansion and raccoon city and the origin story and we've got the characters that we know and love right but who are they being played by bruce do you know these people <laughs> so i only know one and that's because i looked it up because i right so leon kennedy is my favorite character in all the resident evils mostly because of who he's played by by in the cgi film so he's played well in the cgi one he's voiced sorry he's voiced by a guy called matt mercer ah i know you like him <laughs> he is my favorite he is my favorite voice actor so you know i would love and the thing is he does kind of look like math um does kind of look like leon as well you know so yeah. It would have been a good idea to get him in. But he does such a good job in the Resident Evil CGI films. If you haven't watched them, you need to watch them. What are they called? Like, Degeneration? Uh, Degeneration, Damnation, and Retribution. You did that thing where you lean away from the mic, so I know you're looking at your shelf. Yeah, I've got literally <laughs> my shelf is next to me. 
You just kind of go and you start talking like this, and I know what you're doing. Yeah, you know, I've got the list. I've got them right next to me. I just yeah. lean across. Um, but Leon Kennedy is being played by. Oh, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, and I apologise to him. But um, Avan Joga. I'd say it's more like Avan Jogia, but or Yogia, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know how you pronounce it. Not a clue. But he is known from. Well, I know him from Disney Channel. Um, and no offence to him again, I was never a big fan. But I'm not going to judge him until I've seen him play Leon. It's it's kind of like the whole thing with Aladdin and Robin Robin Williams being the genie and Will Smith isn't the genie, but then he did a really good job, you know. So it, I'm not going to judge it until I've seen it, but it's not meant to come out in the UK yet. It's only meant to be United States and Germany. So we'll have to wait and see. But for everyone else, I don't know who they are. There's There's a few on the list that I haven't, heard of by name but then i google them and i'm like oh okay yeah i know who you are but to have to go that extra step it doesn't really fill you with confidence so the only name that i knew straight off the mark was ks godelario and that's only because she's english and she's been in a few things over here so she's playing claire redfield uh the guy who's playing chris redfield again these are some very important roles to the to the fandom out there these are like the bread and butter foundations of resident evil the guy that's playing um, Chris Redfield, his name's Robbie Amell, and he's honestly never really been in anything big at all. This is his first real movie role, I think. And then all the other ones that make up the rest of the cast. So you've got um, Jill Valentine is played by an actor called uh, Hannah John Kamen, who is probably the most experienced out of all of them, I think. She's been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, she's been in Game of Thrones, Ready Player One. So she's probably got some acting chops. And Tom Hopper, who plays Albert Wesker, he's been in the Umbrella Academy, which is quite recent. I think he played the guy with the big muscles. Um, then he's been in Merlin, Black Sails, Game of Thrones, all that kind of stuff. Um, it seems they've taken a lot of a lot of English or English stock actors. So um, Avan Jogia, again, if we're saying that right, he is... He's Canadian um, of Indian and English descent. Um, K.S. Godelario is English. Tom Hopper is English. Hannah John Kamen, I believe, is English. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe all English cast. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that point. I don't know. We'll no, no, do I. We'll what? I don't know where I was going. I was trying to make correlations and make you connections. Were, and things that already, I'm already sorry, exist. but you failed. I'm so, I yeah. do apologize. But... but Oh, go for it, sir. Go for, <laughs> go for it, sir. I was going to say, it's exactly like Bruce said. You cannot judge a book before it's written, right? You cannot judge a film really before you've seen it. Let's not fall into the trap that other people have fallen into and going, like I said, I'm not going to watch it because the cast isn't good. Let's admit, we as fans, we have our perfect image of who we want in in things. So we look at The Last of Us, for example, and everyone says, oh, yeah, if you're going to have Joel, it has to be uh, Hugh Jackman, you know, or Gerard Butler or something like that. And then when they turn around and say it's like Hugh Laurie, you're like, what? <laughs> you know. So it's just, it's just the way it is, right? You can't avoid the fact that people have in their mind the image of who's going to play their character. Doesn't mean it's going to be a bad film. No, absolutely. And I mean, we've seen adaptations of games before i mean the original doom i like the original doom with the rock in it i thought that was a brilliant brilliant one but doom annihilation came out was it last year or the year before but it just i wish i hadn't brought it it was in my opinion terrible um assassin's creed that's another one i really liked it but a lot of people hated yeah, it it was all right yeah 
and I mean, let's look at the, what we're looking at. Resident Evil, the franchises. The CGI one's got a better reception because it stays true to the game than the live-action ones because, yeah. like you said, they get a bit superhero-y and it was never the thing. Yeah, that's a very good point. Like how Alice was never in the games for good reason and the characters that were in the film that came across from the games, they almost felt more like cameos. So, you know, they had Jill Valentine, they had Leon, they had Wesker, they had Chris and Claire Redfield. Chris Redfield had about... 11 minutes of screen time in the entire franchise claire redfield probably a bit more than that but not much jill valentine had like half a film and then she assumedly copped it you know albert wesker was played by a couple of different actors and he was just like the bad guy that never really turned up to be the bad guy he was just the bad guy behind the bad guy and leon kennedy who is arguably one of the most important characters in the entire franchise had a basically a bit part in retribution or Afterlife. I can never remember which one because they're not really uh, all that important. Retribution. Where he was played by uh, Johan Erb, who's a great actor. He's been in a few things I actually quite like. And and he, he, he looked the part, you know, he looked all right. A bit old to be Leon Kennedy, um, but he played it all right. You know, he had the hair and the look down and he was all right. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see how, how, um, how what's his name? Avan Jogia pulls off basically one of the most important characters in the franchise. But that's it. We're going to move on to our last topic of the episode, and it's a very important one because we love it so much. Bruce, what's the last uh, last article of this episode? I mean, I don't know what you're looking at because it's not something that we <laughs> lo- it's something that we had a good run with, and we've you know dropped off it. But Warzone prepares to enter its final chapter as the story comes to a close. Oh, it does, and isn't it weird how months ago we voted it as the best multiplayer game of the entire generation, and then promptly stopped playing it. <laughs> Yeah, but again, it's you know you did what was it thirty six hours in the end? Yeah, and I was there for most of it, and it, it's like when you listen to your favorite song over and over and over again, and that's fine. And then someone else plays it over and over, and you'd be like, uh, and then someone else plays it over and over and over again. You're like, oh, I'm getting bored of this now. Yeah, it kind of just ran its course, and it didn't change enough to keep us engaged. And let's admit it. I think we've both never been as angry at a game consistently as we were at Warzone because I know every time we played it, we got stressed and we got angry. And, and I, I've, I've personally never yelled so many expletives at a screen than I have with Warzone. Yeah, and, and it goes with the whole thing about when we had our debate special. It's a very toxic environment. We went into oh, yeah. multiplayer for a bit. And the amount of stuff that went on in it, it, it you know, it's, yeah. it just it just killed all the passion for it. Very you know, aggressive. It breaks friendships. It does. It really does, yeah. But anyway, what's happening now? And this is this is the news piece right now because I think it's just today this has come out actually. So today being the first of January. Uh, so Warzone has always had kind of like a background story running. So from the very first season all the way back in. I think it was May, uh, March that Warzone came out, March of 2020. Oh, last year when it came out, you know. Um, so there's this, there's been an ongoing thing where there's all these military operators pouring into the area of operations and they're trying to prevent this bad guy from getting his hands on nuclear weapons. You know, the generic good versus evil story that you see in every game known to man. But it was set across a load of seasons. So each season, the story would get a little bit further and a little bit further. But now in the seventh season, um, it's apparently coming to a close. And some guy was the first guy to get it because there's always a first guy to get it. You know, you had to solve a bunch of challenges. And then, hey, presto, here pops up a a little animated clip, uh, a cutscene. And it just explains that the bad dude 
this isn't spoilers because it's it's not like it's just a thing it's a video you can go on google and type it in youtube or whatever and type it in it's fine so i'm not spoiling anything but if you are that like crazy about warzone click off now you're probably not who is um so the bad guy dies you kills the price comes in kills zakaev the nuclear missile the launch is cancelled but the nuclear missile stays in its silo that's going to be important and then um there's a great uh hero image and it's kind of like the end times you know this is this feels very final where you've got the map laid out before you price and uh ghost and alex and all of the the operators from the last seven seasons are all collected atop a cliff they're looking at the battle zone beneath them and over the comms comes a voice and it's soap mctavish from the original modern warfare franchise and he says he's coming and we thought this was going to happen back in like what was it season five uh yeah it i was, think it was either season four or season five it was a long time ago because they said there were there were whispers of soap turning up and now apparently he is he's turning up he's entering the game and this might be so it might not be the final season, but it's definitely the end of the story arc, which has lasted almost a year. So it'll be interesting to see if they do something else now that Soap is here, or if now they just bleed into the second game, because they're supposed to be in Modern Warfare 2. And let's not forget how Activision and Treyarch and Infinity Ward and everyone else involved, they have that staggered launch, don't they? One year it's Black Ops, one year it's Modern Warfare, or one year it's uh, something, and then so on and so on and so on and so on. So yeah, so this year it should be a Modern Warfare, um, which if it is, they've got the cast lined up, ready to go. Um, I think it'd be fantastic. I'll, I'll get it, play it, shelf it, same as we did with this one. So, I mean, question is, Bruce, are you? Is it enough to get you back into Warzone? Uh, uh, probably, probably not. I mean, you know, I, I did, It was a good game. It was a good game, but like you said, it, it was just such a toxic environment. It made it made us angrier. Um, I just don't feel like I want to go back. I've got so many other games to play. I mean, just in general, I mean, I've got seven games brought for me over Christmas. I'd rather play them. <laughs> you got to get on that backlog. You know what? I still haven't finished Valhalla, and that came out in November. When when did you ever remember me not completing a game within like a week? Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's there's too much going on in the world. There's too many games coming out. Put it on pause for a second. I'm we, we're still neck deep in Fallout. We are, yeah. 76, but... <laughs> that, that's been... Yeah. But anyway... Anyway, that's our time. That's our time for now, for today. But not before Bruce tells us what's happening in the next episode. So the next episode, as you're aware, we have changed the format of Loot Before You Leap. Uh, so we are going for slightly shorter episodes and we are going to a staggered release, just like Black Ops and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> Very good, uh, I like So it. next week will be a Vault Tech and the next Vault one tech. of the loop before you leap will be on the 17th and that will be the handheld special 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 and the, the, the handheld special because it's been 10 years since the ps vita was announced and we both had a ps vita i've still got my original one and we absolutely love the console yeah so come and join us if you guys are fans of your ds or game boy or what were the old switch ones? technically yeah, Nintendo Switch is a handheld. We're gonna be talking. Oh, you're trying to sneak in a Nintendo special. So we're gonna, we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be talking about everything handheld in the world of gaming. So the, the 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 best handheld consoles, the best memories we have, the best and worst games, and and what we think needs. Maybe we'll talk about what we think the next handheld should be because I I would surely love a new, a new handheld with the capabilities, of a of a 
like PlayStation Vita kind of thing because the Switch is another day, another day, another day. So, as always, because that's the time, as always, we appreciate you guys for spending a little time listening to us today. If you did like it, make sure you follow us, check us out on social media, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Cheerio. See you later.